The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope with host Terry Aranga. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. In the next hour, Terry and her guest illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Terry Aranga. Hello, and welcome to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and this program, Autism One, a conversation of hope for Tuesday, January 29th. I'm your host, Terry Aranga, here with my guest, Daniel Duraney. Daniel Duraney is a speaker, author, editor, and advocate for persons with Asperger's syndrome and people who deal with it in others. His knowledge and passion are derived from the fact that he, too, has Asperger's syndrome. Daniel volunteers with FEET, Families for Effective Autism Treatment, and implemented an adult Asperger support group. Daniel has a website that is http colon forward slash forward slash site, S-I-T-E, dot D-S-D-Autism dot com. I hope you'll visit that. We both have colds today, so we're just going to talk together and share information with you for about 30 minutes. Welcome, Daniel, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Terry. Daniel, let's start out with talking about uh, your childhood and years as a teenager. Can you tell us about your struggles growing up as a child and teenager? Yes. Uh, as a childhood, my biggest problem was uh, relating to people, relating to people, especially kids my own age. That was my biggest struggle in my childhood. Uh Normally, you see many people on the spectrum that struggle with relationships, and it also translates to struggles academically. Fortunately for me, that was not the case. I took those two separate occasions. So academically, my struggle was more just reading in English or just grasping the big picture when I was reading something. But my biggest problem overall was communicating with people, especially my own age. Okay, I find that really interesting that you brought up that in academics, when you were reading, uh, you had some challenges. Is that because you couldn't understand the relationships in the stories? I just had a hard time grasping the big picture uh, what I was reading. Comprehending what I was reading was the hardest part. Okay, and what about as a teenager? It was still the same. Comprehending what I was reading was was the most challenging, and then still communicating and making friends my own age, that was still difficult. Yet now you're a a speaker, an author, an editor, and so I, I know you must have 
overcome some of those challenges? Were you good friends with your teachers, uh, adults in your family? I know sometimes individuals on the spectrum, kids on the spectrum, may not relate to other children, but they have uh, they're closer to adults. Well, I was very fortunate to have good, very good teachers who helped me along the way. I had very good adult mentors along the way. So that's what helped me along 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 with my journey with Asperger's. So what would you say would be the best thing that schools or family members can do to help those with Asperger's syndrome develop good relationships? Repeat your question again. What would you say would be the best thing that people at schools or family members can do to help individuals who have Asperger's syndrome develop good relationships? To take each social skills, to take each social setting as a, as a long opportunity for that child, I think is, is a very good example to start with. Just to build confidence, to build some rapport, to build some, get some hope to the child. Wonderful. So, so did you go to social skills groups? No. That wasn't in the, the social skills groups or anything. Uh, I had a mother that was, who drilled it and who drilled what was right, what was wrong, what to do, what not to do. And she drilled it, so I made sure to get it. Okay. So uh, parental support, very important. How was it transitioning from high school to college? I like to call that the 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 first transition in my personal life. It was the toughest transition. It's not just an academic transition. That's what I think everybody forgets. It's a lot more than just academics. You've got the emotional side. You've got the psychological side. You've got, depending on what your personal beliefs are, you've got a Christian aspect of it. So there's a lot more transitions to just academics. Absolutely. That makes sense. So how can this be made easier for individuals transitioning from high school to college? The key is, with anybody on the spectrum, Terry, you have to be able to wean them out slowly. Instead of uh, moving them out of the freshman year, you might have to wait another year. You might have, or you might get them to take depending on how high-functioning someone is, if they graduate early, start taking a few college courses early, maybe in the summer before or after they graduate, just to get their feet wet, just to get them leaning out slowly, get them moving slowly. We tend to do the traditional, okay, they graduate, we wait till fall, boom, we kick them out of the house, and now they're off to college. And it's not like that with someone on the spectrum. You have to wean them out slowly and do different ways to do it. So do you think transitions should start maybe when an adolescent, a teenager is like 14 years old or so and such? Mm, transition in anything or just transition it from high school to college? Transitioning in general like job skills and things like that. 
I think you have to start earlier than ever in transition, yeah. You just have to wean them slowly in doing so. Yeah, absolutely. Whether it be in the job field, whether it be high school to college, whether it be from college to adulthood, the transition's got to be... You've got to, as a parent, as a child on the spectrum, you have to think a step or two ahead compared right. to your peers. Right. And then after that transition has been done, uh, do you feel as if those with Asperger's have a lot of good qualities that employers should be looking for? Do they have a lot of good qualities? Like, what? Sh- why should employers be looking to those with Asperger's? Because they're very detailed and analytical oriented. That's why you should look into the hiring in them in the first place. Also, their weakness is not is not the task at hand. The weakness is more social skills. So if you can find jobs that are more task-oriented, that would suit them well, you really got them off to a good track. Did you need job accommodations? Do you have tips for those with Asperger's and their employers for greater success in work environments? I needed a little bit of job accommodation after my diagnosis for a little bit. But then since then, I've used my mom as my job coach, just knowing my mom's success in her in her field, knowing that if my mom's been successful, I should seek it, get some help, and go from there. Okay, so now you're an author and an editor. Can you tell us a little bit about things that you've written and how you overcame those challenges in reading? Well, I've done a lot of writing through the website, through my blogging. I've done some through. I do some writing actually through for sports, just for just to get my name out there with football articles I write, known as uh, DFWFootball.net. Um, I did one with a magazine in the summer of 2011 with Dallas Child Magazine. Okay, very good. So what is the most important take-home message that you'd like to leave with listeners today? I know we're running somewhat ahead, and it was very kind of you to come on when you weren't feeling well and um, not not cancel out, but um, what's the most important message you'd like to leave with listeners today? That you never give, you never give up hope on your child, that you continue to find as many resources and tools and, and avenues to help your child succeed to the best of their ability. And I'm going to let people know again about your website, Daniel. It's S-I-T-E dot D-S-D. I assume that stands for your initials. I'm not sure what your middle name is, but D-S-D-Autism.com, H-T-T-P, colon, forward slash, forward slash, site, S-I-T-E dot D-S-D, Autism.com. And you have tips on there for things like meltdowns, right? And what else? From meltdowns to transitioning smoothly to how why to hire somebody on the spectrum to why the unemployment rate is high 
for someone on the spectrum. There, there's are right on the, the struggles of the transition, what to do to help men, to make the transition smoother. Those are a lot of things I write about. And there will okay. be many more coming still. Okay, and I do have one more question. What's your experience with FEET and Families for Effective Autism Treatment? FEET is Families for, of course, Families for Effective Autism Treatment. I've done a lot of volunteer work within the last three and a half years. Uh, I've speak at their conferences the last three years, and and I pioneered an adult support group for those who are on the spectrum, and and okay. just try to be, just try to make impact in the community in Dallas for work your feet. Cool. So how can people find you? How can people find that support group? They can check out the website, uh, feetnt.org. They could, uh, that's also on the website for resources. They can get in touch with a lady named Lori Snyder. They can also check out, just through my website, other links that will be very beneficial for someone on the spectrum, there's WebMD, there's Nonpareil that helps with people who are on the spectrum but have a great strength with technology. There's other nonprofit organizations as well. Okay, very good. Well, Daniel, again, I want to thank you so much for joining me today, and I hope you feel better. Thank you very much, Terry, and thank you for t- taking the time to interview me. Sure. Daniel's website, again, is http colon forward slash forward slash site, which is S-I-T-E dot D-S-D autism dot com. Thank you to this program's sponsor, Humpback Dairies of Miller, Missouri, providers of delicious healthful camel's milk, a whole food. Humpback Dairies can be reached at 417-848-7570. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you for listening to Autism One, a conversation of hope. To contact Terry or get more information, visit autismone.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.